so that my joy may be in you and your joy might be complete. It's no question that the human heart longs for joy. However, there are often times when the joy of life is ripped right out from under us. Tragedies, unfortunate circumstances, bad breaks, they can all lead to joy being taken away from us. What's interesting is that in our gospel, we don't find what we, what we might consider right, to be the cause of joy based on what takes away our joy. What do I mean? I mean that we define things as taking away our joy as things that externally happen to us. But today, in our gospel, joy doesn't just come from things from without. So the question is, what is joy? Is joy just the product of lucky moments, fortunate situations, something based on external happenings? What does Jesus have to say about joy? As we enter into the gospel, let's be reminded of the context of the words of Christ that we hear today. He, along with his 12 apostles, are sitting there before his death, at the Passover meal. This Passover, however, is different because Jesus institutes the Eucharist. He establishes his body and blood, soul and divinity, as a true presence among them. Moreover, he tells them that he longs to eat this meal with them. He has desired to open his heart to them one last time. He invites them into a deep, intimate, loving relationship with him as he used that beautiful image of the vine and the branches to illustrate the depths of communion that he longs for with each of his disciples. It's precisely in this context, a Eucharistic context, a context of communion that Jesus speaks of joy. And the words we hear in our gospel reading fall immediately after those words we heard last week of the vine and the branches. So let's recall what Jesus proclaimed to us today. He says, as the Father loves me, so I also love you. We hear today the beginning of this gospel that Jesus is saying the very love between the Father and the Son is the same love that I have for you. There is no difference. The very love of God, as we hear in our second reading, that God is love. He gives to you and I. Jesus continues and reveals to us how we remain in that love, and this is what he says. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love. A very simple but very sometimes challenging words. But it's a very simple formula. Keep his commandments and you remain in his love. He gives the answer to the question we long for. But Jesus goes even further today. And he makes a statement that appeals to the human heart that reaches into the depths of our being. And he says, I have told you this. Namely, I have told you that the love that I have for you is the same the Father has for me. I have told you that to keep 
My commandment is how you remain in my love. I have told you this precisely so that my joy may be in you and that your joy might be complete. Jesus gives us the formula of love so that not just any joy, but the very joy of God can be experienced within our lives. The joy of the love of the Father and the Son, the joy of God himself to complete our joy. And so we can see, therefore, that joy is not just a product of external, uncontrollable moments in our life, but rather joy stems from obedience to Christ. To our postmodern culture, this defies the world standard, and this makes no sense. The very world, culture, milieu in which we live in, minute by minute, second by second, is telling you and I that to get joy, you do what you want, when you want, to the extent that you want. This is how you experience joy. When you possess this freedom, you will be happy, you will be joyful. The world wants to persuade you and me that license gives happiness. Freedom from limits, freedom from restrictions, freedom from constraints. This is the source of joy. But my brothers and sisters, that's not what Jesus says. So let's consider the consequences, though, of such a position and such a lifestyle that the world offers us. Let's think about this for a moment. If one is allowed to do what he wants, when he wants, to the extent that he wants, there comes a point where he becomes dependent on his very pleasures and desires. And the more he gives in to them, the more dependent he becomes. And he becomes so dependent that he possesses no power to decide otherwise. By his own will, he cannot say no. My brothers and sisters, what do we call someone that cannot say no, but simply just has to obey without his choice? We call that a slave. License, my brothers and sisters, does not bring freedom. License does not bring true joy. This radical freedom that we are presented with is the fastest and surest way to misery. A moral relativism is the quickest way to a life not full, not complete, and extremely joyless. As disciples of Jesus, though, as he says to us, we're no longer called slaves. We're called his friends. Friends who freely choose to obey him because he wants to draw us into a deep, loving, intimate communion with him. It's precisely, the paradox is, is that the, it's precisely through binding ourselves to Christ, striving to keep his commandments, placing ourselves, you could say, within, within the constraints of Christ, that we are truly free 
and we are given joy. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and your joy might be complete. According to the world, this logic is erroneous. Joy comes from a freedom from, not limiting yourself, not constraining yourself, not placing limits on your actions, your thoughts, your desires. But see, my brothers and sisters, today Jesus tells that with him, joy comes from a freedom for, not a freedom from. It's a freedom for excellence. It's a freedom for choosing him above all and loving him by keeping his commandments. And thanks be to God, because of that, joy is not just subject to whimsical feelings, external happenings beyond our control, but joy is a constant fruit of the Spirit. It's a fruit of remaining close and in communion with Christ. But I think the most extravagant truth of all this is that means that joy cannot be given by the world, but more importantly, joy cannot be taken by the world from us. Nothing can take the joy of Christ from us. No matter what happens, no matter if something like that happens, You see, one of Christ's most joyful moments was being on the cross because he was totally doing God's will and love consumed him with joy. So what's the ultimate commandment of Christ that he calls us to keep, to remain in his love, to experience joy? Love one another as I love you. And how does Christ most perfectly love us? Through sacrificial love. Love that gives itself away. That wills the good of someone else, no matter what that might cause us. This love is way different from what the world tells us love is. Love is a result not of a feeling, but of a choice. And the more we love sacrificially, the more we desire to love. Because the more we desire to love sacrificially, the greater the joy is in our heart. This is the fastest, surest way to obtain joy, to love like Christ's love. My brothers and sisters, I have told you this, so that Christ's joy may be in you, and your joy might be complete.